And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. What's the biggest shower you ever been in? I'm not honking anyone. When you think about the big feet... Like, you know, they have big feet. Why would anybody swing a bat at the, 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 the sausage? They are looking for a little light in their life. When I have chlamydia, and they could say win one for the zipper. Would you feel comfortable sharing with your wife? I wouldn't mind being trubbed at times. Wow. I'm so per- proud of yourself. Particularly good this week, I've got to say. I just wow. line them up. You say them. Gordon's List, brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan Murray, home of the auto warranty that doesn't quit. It's endless, it's perpetual, it's forever. Wow, that was awesome. We, we should play that again. <laughs> no, we've done enough damage already so far in the show. Okay, uh, where do you want to start uh, Well, this since week? we're doing damage, uh, let me start with, uh, you see this Hurricane Elsa is bearing down on the U.S. of A.? Uh, whereabouts? I haven't followed the weather uh, today. Florida? Or they're worried about the Gulf? They're worried about... Could go any which direction. But anyway, first hurricane of the season. Anyway. Actually, uh, what was the name of it? Elsa. So it's the first hurricane, but the, not the first storm. Right. I think there have been some tropical well, deals. It goes in alphabetical order, right? I don't know. Does it? Yeah. Oh. And it rotates. Boy, girl, boy, We started girl. with Andrew again, didn't we? Did we? Is that true? Because I think we had Andrew Reinhardt on the air at the time, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Anyway. All right. So, Jake, let me ask you a question. Who do you think are the most marketable, most quote-unquote valuable college athletes in Utah uh, from any of the schools? An Um, attendant question, who would you buy from? Who would I buy from? (laughs) Because uh, On the word of a college student? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, But the, the starting quarterbacks will... Pretty much rule of thumb, always be the most marketable, I'd guess. You think? What do you think, Austin? I, I don't. I was trying to think of who would be really good. And um, that Phillips kid from Utah is very articulate. He would be smooth, wouldn't he? Or is that not a big enough name? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think being smooth is going to be the only criteria. <laughs> okay. All right. I you're right. I mean, it, the well, quarterbacks are the biggest college stars in Utah. Well, right? let's let's uh, who rakes in more cash overall. You know, let's look at a professional level. You know, who rakes in more cash overall as a as a superstar when they're, you know, pretty close to the same level. Kawhi Leonard or Steph Curry. Uh. Steph by well, a long yeah, shot. Yeah, well, but that's yeah, that's because of Kawhi's Kawhi is really good. He's just yeah. not terrifically marketable, right, exactly because of I, I think a variety of reasons. If you want to bring two conversations together. I think load management is also part of that, but uh, he he's not nearly as marketable as other players his caliber. Right. Yeah, so I think in I think the same will be true in college. I think position will be a big part of it. You Although know, every it, once in a while there's a player who is so dominant at his position. I, you know, a name that just comes to mind out of the past would be Dennis Pitta. Sure, sure. Or, 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 or Kyle Van Oy. Well, my answer to the question for Utah this year would have been and I, I hate that this comes up as often as it does, but Ty Jordan. I mean, yeah. he would certainly, I mean, because he was so electric last year 
and so much the star of the team. So that's the case where a, the way they perform on the field has a big uh, has so. a big effect on it, right? Well, we're we're going to see a lot of it. So much against your protestation. Yeah, we'll you, see how it goes. Do you think without the team logo, some of these guys are going to get paid? People will be like, "Who is that?" Yes. Because especially in football, they, you don't know necessarily what they look like. And then they're up on the billboard, and you're like, who? Well, let's say it's a TV Not, commercial or something. I mean, exactly. what portion of the people watching TV are college football fans or, you know, and then more specifically, Utah, BYU, whatever. Especially if it's a newcomer like Charlie Brewer. Yeah. Right. Flipping back the other way, how it could benefit the student-athletes, uh, they they can become much a much bigger name through product endorsement. You know, I mean, name, name me somebody. Who's that woman on the uh, AT and T commercials? Barbara Walters. No, you know who I'm talking about. Diane Sawyer. Come on, Jake. You, Connie you, Chung. You know, you know her oh, face, <laughs> but she's famous for her commercials. The Same R. thing R. with Willie Flo Gal? from Progressive uh, Insurance. Or Is that her name? Yeah. Who? She's not on those commercials. I noticed anymore. Is that a touchy subject? I don't know. How do you know her name? Paige Davis? Yeah. She did the remodel show for a decade on whatever channel that is. Oh, I'll be darned. I just knew her, the gal that smiled all the time on the R.C. Willie commercials. Who does, who's the guy who does the uh, Flex Seal thing? Phil Swift. How do you know his name? I don't know. <laughs> Would never have come up with that. I mean, that stuff really looks fun. You know? You know how he takes the, the chainsaw to the... To the oh, bucket of here's a good idea. He, he ch- takes a chainsaw to the bucket and it's got water in it. Yeah, and it comes out and he just takes that thing and it looks like I, I, I mean it looks <laughs> looks like C four. He's just slapping on <laughs> he that. He just takes that thing and just goes flap and problem solved. Uh, by all accounts, apparently it's true. It works. But you know what would be great? Get Max Tuapai and uh, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, whatever other name I can't come up with, right? Nick Ford, and have them on a on a boat that is sealed with Flex Seal, and see even they this can hold even them, and then there's their endorsement. But then people would be like, "Who is that?" Because I don't know what Max Tupai looks like. Yeah, but you could have his name underneath. And this. I told you this yesterday. The first thing I'd do if I were a player, I'd start a Jake Scott support fund, and I'd just put it out there and say, "Who wants to sponsor me?" I'm going to crowdsource this thing. Yeah, but what are you going to give back? It doesn't matter. kind of does. There are some that have set up accounts on Cameo. Do you know what Cameo yeah, is? Yeah, I know what Cameo is. Sure, you, that you, stuff's You pay smart. a celebrity yeah. to wish you a happy birthday and things uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. 25 bucks a hit and you don't have to go anywhere? That's a great idea. I, I, I'm thinking, Jake, uh, what, what, Austin, what do you, Jake, if Jake was endorsing a, uh, a pro, if you were a college athlete, and he were endorsing a product. What do you think? What brand would be perfect for Jake? Uh, cardigans. I could do cardigan oh, yeah. ads. Yeah, that could happen. Cabbie what about, hats. What about our guy Gordon here? Gym shorts. You could do uh, maybe, uh, yeah, Jake, it's a natural. You could do Wasatch Medical. Oh, Sweat-stained fishing hats. I'm not the one who has a, a, a specified parking spot at Premier Wave Clinic. Pal. So let's <laughs> let's watch it there, huh? Parking stall lines are what, merely suggestions. What company would you most like to represent, or what brand would you most like to represent if you were a college? Halliburton. Athlete? If I were a college athlete, yeah. Oh, I mean, 
Or even, yeah, I mean, either, me, internationally me now or, or me locally. Then. <laughs> As a college athlete. Oh, boy. Oh, it, it would be uh, probably uh, Jake here uh, for my friends at James Bean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, I hustle on the field, and now I want to tell you about my favorite reading material. Guys, uh, kind of a, a sad, sort troubling story. Major League Baseball puts Dodgers pitcher Trevor Bauer on leave amid uh, this assault investigation. Details of that story are twisted. Yeah, they're unpleasant. Um, and I've read through it, and I, I'm not in a hurry to read through it again. No. Um, but For those who don't know, Trevor... Uh, Bauer, he uh, was involved in a uh, sexual assault with a woman. And, man, I'll tell you, I read the story at ESPN, and that, that's some R-rated stuff. Yeah, you know? it's, it's it's not good. But but let me ask you this, because I'm certainly not endorsing such behavior. But is there a due process argument to be made? Well, I think that's why the Dodgers initially hesitated on the thing. Right. But then but then Major League Baseball comes in and says, uh-uh-uh. He was scheduled to start on Sunday, and they were like, no way. That ain't happening. You know? So, I, I that that's a story that, I mean, I, I don't even know how to react to it. See, there's certain things, too, that if, I, if I'm going through something like that where uh, quite literally my freedom is at stake, I'm not sure I want to be so worried about baseball. And so if you look at it from that angle, like maybe they're doing them a favor. Like, hey, you, you, you got a lot on your plate right now, and you probably shouldn't be focusing on, on striking out batters. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I, I don't know. He denies it, by the way, through his attorneys. He, he calls all of it consensual. Right. And so, and the woman was saying, "I didn't. I mean, I didn't expect to get punched in the face." But, but I, and that's why I kind of like am going over top of the specifics because the specifics are are terrible. I'm just saying, is there a a due process argument? Is there because because that is a very important part of society, but doesn't necessarily apply to professional sports. You're doing that for employment. It's not right. You know. He's, it's, it's a privilege. If I understand it right, it's a paid leave, right? I'm not sure. I think it's paid, so it's like he's sitting out, but it's not like he's being financially damaged by the thing. So maybe that makes it somehow a little more tolerable. These situations are so complicated because they're so terrible. Yes, it's it's not good stuff. It's downright disturbing. All right, Jake. Uh, would-be Olympic uh, sprinter Shakari Richardson is out of the Olympics now due to a failed drug test for marijuana. Um, I watched her run in the trials, and she's she's electric, man. She is she. What I saw, I thought, okay, that's that's a gold medal in the making. She's out of the Olympics now for failing that that test for uh, marijuana. She made no excuses in her public comments. She said that she knew what she did, and she wasn't allowed to do it, and she's suffering the consequences now, uh, facing a one-month ban. But she said she used the marijuana in Oregon, a state where the drug is legal, right before the Olympic trials started, uh, after the death of her biological mom. What do you make of that story, Jake? Well, I feel bad for her, certainly. I mean, 
dealing with grief is just, just do you horrible. Think, but, do you but think but people I, I think should be banned no, for, for no. doing something where they're not breaking the law? No, I think they should get rid of the marijuana thing for all uh, across all sports. And that's not quite as bold of opinion as it used to be. Yeah. But uh, uh, this is this is stupid. It's it, not a performance enhancer. No, it's not. And it's not doing anybody any harm. And, you know, stupid. I, I hate this story. And yet people like Lance Armstrong cheat for uh, years. Yeah. And and they can't seem to catch up with that person who's actually trying to cheat the system. But yet someone smokes where it's legal or whatever and can't go to the Olympics now. I, I think it's dumb. Now, it is against the rules. She knew it. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. A lot of integrity for her to own up to it. Yeah. And I can appreciate that. I respect her for not dodging yeah, and saying it could be this I, and this I do. and that. I thought yeah. it was her quote. I take responsibility. I have a answers. tremendous amount of respect for that. Because you know, she said, she said, I knew it was against the rules, and I did it. And this is my reason, but I'm I'm prepared to deal with the consequences. That that is sometimes really hard for people with a lot to lose to do, and a lot to lose, like a trip to the Olympics. And and she I, was a gold medal candidate, I, man. She oh yeah, really was I? So I I thought that part of the story in a, in a stupid, horrible story uh, that uh, I, I admired her integrity there. She and she would have she would have gained a whole lot. Speaking of endorsements, yeah. no, it, think it, about what it, she's it's losing a lot. Her she's losing a lot from that, yeah. and she, she's very flamboyant. She's got the hair thing yeah. going, and she's she, awesome. She's yeah. really good. She's really fast. She would have been a favorite for the gold, and yeah, this might be controversial, but do you compare that to somebody who drinks alcohol? I do. I mean, you're not punished for. Having a beer, or drinking some whiskey. But I mean, I, hey, I'm I I know that not everybody agrees with me on that, so you know, spare me the tweets. That's just my opinion. Yeah. But I don't know. In today's day and age, I mean, how many states is it medically? Uh, is it for medical use, including this one? I mean, you, you I think know, let marijuana. Alone, if I read the story right, it's uh, legal in 19 states, I believe. Right, and that's is that recreationally or is that just at all? Recreational. recreational, yeah. So I mean, it's there's at very least dueling opinions on the matter, right? So I mean, maybe it's time to readdress some of this stuff because well, it's, it's it's. It, I believe that she should be going to the Olympics. If if you were asking me my moral stance, then uh, I think I, that I think that she should be going to Tokyo. Uh, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Austin, where are you on that? Uh, with both of you, yeah. uh, I think it. I mean, I'm, I'm of the opinion that it should be legal the the worldwide and just tax it real heavily and put it back into schools and things like that. So. All right, uh, Jake. The Cowboys have been chosen for the third time in the 20 year history of Hard Knocks as the featured team this next season. Yeah, I mean it'll it'll get ratings and there will be drama and it will probably be. I don't know, Gordon, what would you say? 80 to 85% Jerry Jones? <laughs> the Jerry Jones story? Jerry, it's the Jerry Jones show. He's going to, I don't know, probably have one of those desks, you know, like I'm picturing uh, the, the Merv Griffin uh, set from Seinfeld. Jerry just sitting behind. Uh, this is our, uh, our starting tight end. Bringing him in. Big hand, everyone. Uh, no, I mean... It, listen, nobody, no NFL team wants to be on Hard Knocks because why would you? <laughs> I mean, Do you think the players like it? 
I don't know. I, I bet I bet they're split on it. I mean, speaking of marketability and those yeah. sorts of things, you can you can uh, you know get noticed. So I Who's, think that's when, probably pretty good. When but, you think of hard knocks, what player stands out as having gained something from the show? I remember the first year of Hard Knocks where Todd Heap was a featured <laughs> character. He was their first round pick, uh, tight end. And uh, yeah, I mean the Storm and Mormon. Yeah, I remember that, and he had a young family and all this, and going through all of it. And I don't know, I paid attention to the rest of his career, but I haven't watched every season of Hard Knocks. There's some people out there that are really devoted to it. I, I would not be one of those. But uh, the Cowboys will be entertaining. Yes, they will. All right, a CBS Sports ranking of uh, the Pac-12's toughest schedules. Jake has Utah at number eight. Saying that the Utes are fortunate not to have to play Washington. But they have Oregon and USC, but the SC game is coming after a bye week. They also called Utah's non-conference schedule, quote-unquote, manageable. (laughs) Weber State, BYU, and San Diego State. Okay. The problem is for the Utes uh, that uh, USC, uh, one of the teams that we'll be competing against for the South title along with Arizona State, well, SC is ninth, and if you if you believe the ranking, and Arizona State is eleventh, and so in 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 their estimation, they have easier schedules. Although the ranking says USC's non-conference schedule is tough, having to play San Diego State, Notre Dame, and BYU. So BYU gets mentioned in both sides of that. Uh, they say that USC's conference schedule is likable. I, I, okay, I, I get these types of rankings, and some conference schedules are, are harder than others. But isn't that kind of the beauty of conference, though? Most of that comes out in a wash. Yeah. You, you don't know which team right. is going to emerge as a really fine team. Yeah, and I'm not, you know, not everything's the same. So sometimes you have teams at home in certain years, and sometimes things line up better with bye weeks and those sorts of things. So I, I'm not discounting the rankings here, but I do think that's the beauty of college football and particularly – uh, conference and division play is it's it's about as you know level even playing field as it's it's really going to come uh, having USC after a bye week is is uh, going to be helpful but I mean US, USC is the next uh, John Elway with uh, Slovis <laughs> I don't know I don't know how they even stand a chance they could have three bye weeks here we go is that is that where we want to leave it <laughs> Uh, but okay. Anyway, yeah, you were saying Bryson DeChambeau or Shambo, he will miss the cut. It looks like at least that's what I read this morning at the Rocket Mortgage Tournament there in Detroit. Bryson refused to talk to the media after each round after his split with the caddy Tim Tucker, which Austin thinks was manufactured just to create interest. Uh, right before the event began, uh, the problem is that the dude is a spokesman for Rocket Mortgage. Well, it's not good for him. He, you know, so he's he's a sponsor for the the brand that for which the tournament is named after and sponsored by, and he's not talking to the media. So, I I'm with Austin on this. This seems a, a tad bit manufactured, maybe a little overcooked. The whole DeChambeau Brooks Kepka thing, and and Bryson, uh, you, you know, certainly uh, did a lot of drugs 
to to get to be as big as he is now. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna say this. I'm officially rooting against that guy. I'm here. I hope he I hope he uh, goes over par in every round. Sure, Brooksy guy. Not really, uh, because he's he's got some things that are irritating too. <laughs> uh, but more so than than that guy, I think. So I'm glad he missed the cut. Good. I hope it costs him a lot of money. Jake, you uh, you predicted that the Bucks without Giannis would be better than the Hawks without Trey Young, and as you predicted, uh, the Bucks took Game Five. They did, and uh, they got some some really. I mean, I guess you'd expect Drew Holiday to play well because he's he's a good player. And my my whole point was I thought the Bucks were a better, deeper team, and I think that's exactly what proved to be the case last night. But you expected out of Drew Holiday, probably expected out of Chris Middleton. He's an All Star after all. But I mean, Bobby Portis comes yeah. up with a big performance, and how about uh, my guy Brooke Lopez? And here's what I loved about his the tomahawk game. dunk. Uh, well, awesome. But here's what I loved about his game. So when he signed with Milwaukee. They told him, like, listen, we got Giannis. If if you want to play on this team, you're going to shoot the long ball, and we're going to call you a floor spacer because we don't want your guy bothering our superstar. So that's what, So that's what he did, right? And he's actually really good at it. I mean, he's a guy that can guard the other team's big and then step out and make some shots and keep the heat off off Giannis as he as he goes into the lane. But with no Giannis. They said, hey, Brooke, we need you to dial it back circa, what, what was prime Brooke Lopez? I'm thinking like Nets Brooke Lopez. <laughs> Are we talking like, what, like 2010? Around then, yeah. Wow, need, has it been that long? Going to need to dial that Brooke Lopez. We need a performance from that guy. Oh. And he goes out there, I'll tell you, Gordon, 14 of 18? Yeah. 33 points? And, uh, yeah, some pretty dynamic plays. I mean, that's, I, I think... One of the big stories of this this playoffs is the kind of the special performances by the role players when their teams need it. Yeah, yeah, it's true because it's out of necessity. Well, what's the saying? That uh, necessity is the mother of innovation. Good performances. Well, I not not that. the same. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> Uh, okay, what's next on the list? We talked earlier about the Bucks and the Hawks, Jake. Uh, what about the Suns? Uh, what do you think their finals appearance means for Chris Paul? Oh, it definitely um, has bolstered his legacy already. I mean, you know, there's that. The, you see it on TNT all the time, right? Where where uh, Kenny and Shaq over, hold it over Charles's head that he yeah. never won a ring. You know, it's yeah. a you know, if he did break through and get into that. Elite fraternity. I mean, that's exactly what it is. But no, I think he's he's um, uh, quashed a lot of doubts. I mean, particularly the way he played in what, what Game Six oh, against yeah. the Clippers. I mean, he dug deep and got his team into the finals. I mean, that was a pretty that was a pretty incredible performance. As, as much as I don't like what talking do you think about, about this, what do you think about judging an individual player in a team sport like that? I mean, does does it mean anything? I mean, obviously the examples here. Uh, Carl Malone and John Stockton. I mean, what does it mean that they didn't win a title? So the answer is nothing. I mean, that's why that's why former athletes, Gordon, you've you've known enough of them in uh, in your personal life that uh, you always get bent out of shape when somebody questions like how good they were. I mean, regardless of the level, because they already 
simply by you know being a college athlete or whatever have uh, achieved far more athletically than the vast 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 majority of humans on this planet so mm-hmm. how dare you criticize the fact that i had a bad third quarter <laughs> against syracuse you know like uh, and, and i get that so it's it's unfair from that standpoint like we look at a player like chris paul who's had an incredible career who's the elite of the elite of the elite of the elite and how dare we say oh but he hasn't he hasn't won a title you know but, but, he, the, hasn't but, always, but he hasn't always shown up that well in the playoffs. So. Right. But, I mean, just, just think at all he's accomplished just to get to that point in the playoffs where he didn't show well. So, yeah, but, but, but it's so, a high standard. Well, yeah. the other side of it is fans are going to judge that regardless. It, it's because they're the armchair quarterback. And I think a lot of times, like athletes and former athletes, they don't get that. That it's not – it's a TV show to them. It's not – they're not watching all the blood, sweat, and tears that go into just getting that far. They're not watching Chris Paul tape his shoulder together in the first round before he goes out there and plays. You know, they don't care about that because it's not real. It's a show. It's entertainment. It's, well, this is my best player. My, my favorite player is better than your favorite player for this reason and this reason and that reason. But the truth is the 15th man on any NBA roster has still uh, incru- uh, um, achieved more athletically than 99.9% of the other humans on the planet. You know, I, I yeah, okay. I I think what Chris Paul is doing this year should be a lesson to a lot of great players who who uh, want to go to the Lakers or the Heat or the Celtics. You know, he he went to the Suns. And the Suns have been in the finals since what? 93. 92, was it? Uh, 93. So look at what's happening to him. He goes to Phoenix, a team that has struggled in recent years. They played well in the, in the bubble. But now look at the, 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 the glory that's coming his way by going there and making such a significant difference to that team. I think... It, I don't disagree with that, but I think it's also a lesson to young players, Gordon, to shut up and fall in line and good things happen. How so? Chris Paul, veteran player, not necessarily the most happy-go-lucky teammate in the world, <laughs> demands a lot out of his teammates. We know that. You know, Kind of a surly type who probably likes to direct the show, but also somebody that has the experience where he probably should be listened to. And Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden, I think both those two players in particular found a purpose this year where they fell in line and they started pulling in the right direction. And DeAndre Aiden started playing tougher, which I think is out of his comfort zone a little bit. And I think Chris Paul had a lot to do with that. And he did last year with Oklahoma City. So maybe, you know, the the stars don't love playing with him because he's kind of bossy and surly and they say, who are you to tell me what to do? But you put him in a a room with a bunch of young players and he says, hey, listen up. And they listen, and all pull in the same direction. Good things happen. Man, I hate giving Chris Paul credit. This really stinks. I wonder what would have happened under a different set of circumstances if Chris Paul had come to the Jazz. I'm not talking about in the draft. I mean, you know, as a as a veteran, the difference he would have made for this team. Um, he wouldn't have solved the. Uh, diminutive nature of the starting guard line, but what a great player. I don't know if the Jazz needed 
what Chris Paul brought to I the think, Suns. I think though. they do. Well, I mean, he's he's a great uh, mid-range shooter, but uh, they the Jazz need a quarterback. Well, okay, I I was more thinking in the locker room. That's interesting. On the floor, I mean, what team probably couldn't use Chris Paul? But um, because, because I, I'm more thinking Rudy that, Gobert needs to be set up, and uh, and you know, with the way the the Jazz like to have the ball end up at the right place at the right time, seems like he would be a really good fit. Yeah, Mike Conley's pretty good though too. Yeah. I was more thinking in the locker room, like would 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 Chris Paul have the effect on Donovan and Rudy that he had on Booker and Aiton? Probably. I don't see. I don't think so because I don't think those two players and Donovan and Rudy needed the same. Maybe they did. I mean, may, maybe they did. I don't know. Where do you rank? I don't. Chris I don't Paul? think Donovan it strikes me as a player that needs somebody to lead him. I think Devin Booker needed somebody to lead him. I don't know. Uh, that if, could be true. I don't know if Donovan Mitchell needs that. I think he's he seems to be headed in the right direction from a full philosophical standpoint and an on the floor standpoint. I whereas think, I don't know if Devin Booker had that. I think I agree with that to some extent. But Chris Paul uh, is a guy who has seen a lot, and he might have been able to help in that regard. I I don't know. Do you rank him? Is he a top four point guard? Of all time? Yeah. No. Where do you put him? Well, I don't know. Not top four. If I mean, he wins it all this year, does that change? You've it? got LeBron. Oh, here we go. Mookie Blaylock. Magic Johnson is pound for pound the best point guard who ever lived. Mookie. I know he wasn't really a point guard, but still Eric Lechner. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. All what right, about Jake. Blake Ahern. <laughs> Did you uh, see that the Washington football team was uh, fined $10 million? And that wasn't even the biggest part of the story, interestingly enough. What was the biggest part? Because that was the lead. It, what was interesting is the, the biggest part is that they're making Dan Snyder step away from the team for an undisclosed amount of time, and his wife is now running the day-to-day operations there for the Washington football team. That can't hurt. I don't know. I mean, there's a, there's a long history of... Uh, Who's running the show for the boss while he's away, you know? Like you see it in the mob. The boss goes to jail. Who's running the show on the outside, you know what I mean? Does does the wife turn around and sell the team out from under him? That's what I'd do. Guess what, hun? The The franchise is gone, and I want a divorce. That's what uh isn't that what Amanda Olson did to Hans? Sold his car while he was out of town. <laughs> did she? I've I never heard so. that story. I think so. But in this case, I mean, he was doing a bunch of slimy stuff that got him fined in the first place, so she probably isn't, you know, all that comfortable in the old relationship. Just Oh yeah, she's mad at him. I would guess so. So put a couple of bill in your pocket and uh and uh call uh an attorney. Cordell and Cordell. Question for you. Uh-huh. Are you watching Euro 2020? No. 2021? I'm not. Whatever this is? Mm-mm. I don't like uh, field hockey. <laughs> You're not watching it at all? I know Austin peeks at it. Yeah, well, it's on during our show on these TVs, so you guys have seen some of it. I watched I, I watched in its totality uh, Germany, France. Uh, you did not watch the whole thing. I watched Stop most it. of it. Stop it right now. I don't believe you. I didn't watch all of it, but I watched most of it. That totality means all of it. Yeah, you did say totality. <laughs> okay, most of it. 
Over under Austin, if if we were to give a, a Gordon Truth Serum on how much of that game he watched, I'm setting it at 10 minutes. No, I've always uh, enjoyed watching German soccer. I think it goes under because it was just the highlight video on ESPN.com. No, it wasn't. It was the actual just game. Just the two goals. Um, <laughs> so you're not watching it either then? I've watched a little bit here and there. What was the score of that game? I think then they win 2-0. Two, two Oh, I, don't, I, don't I can't guess. remember. I mean, That's like a hundred to nothing Fran, in basketball. France, France won. Because um, I was rooting for Germany. Jake, since sports is so physically demanding and mentally too, do you think how do you think you'd hold up under the pressure of a big sporting event if you were an athlete? Oh, very poorly. Let's say you. Ha- <laughs> I'm not kidding. Have you seen me putt? That's just with my friends watching me. I was thinking about this because, and I don't know where he is now, but Davis Thompson was leading that Rocket Mortgage tournament. He's 22 years old. It's like his third pro tournament. And uh, he was leading after the first round. And I I I think last time I checked, he was like a couple of strokes off or something like that. But how difficult would that be if you found yourself in that situation? I agree with you, I'd be, because we're not used to it. But that would be that would be a little nerve wracking. Yeah, with that much dough on the line, are you kidding? You <laughs> think you'd fall apart? Yes, Austin, would you fall apart? I'm ta- I'm giving you the I'm giving you the privilege of having great physical talent. Uh, you saw what, how Patrick Beverly handled things the other night. That's about what I would be. <laughs> okay. I don't know, something interesting for people to you think You would about. be the same. Uh, if I had supreme confidence in myself, I probably would feel pretty good. No, I doubt it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I just do. Uh, I don't know who's meaner, you or Austin. How is that mean? Because. What, why that, that are you I, presuming? I don't think you can make a putt with a million dollars on the if line. I no, had, I if I had the physical talent? No. Confidence is very sexy. All right, the last thing. I'm sick of this. And how am I mean? I didn't say anything. <laughs> I don't think that's an insult. A million dollars on the line? I don't think I could even get out of this chair. You have the physical talent. I'm physically capable of getting out of this chair. <laughs> if you told me there was a million dollars on the line, I'd probably fail at it. I'd fall oh, right yeah. on my face. All you have to do is get out of that chair yeah. and leave the room. No, you've got the you've got you're you're a good putter. <laughs> You got the physical talent. I'm a talent. good stander, too. <laughs> you are so pathetic. All right, last thing. The, Lear, the final Learfield Directors' Cup standings came out. And uh, that's the one that includes all the different sports. And BYU finished uh, 17th in the top 25. Impressed or not? Very much. I think it's awesome. Let's see. Texas was one, then Stanford, Michigan, North Carolina, Florida, USC, Alabama, Arkansas, Ohio State, Georgia, Virginia, Kentucky, like the Wahoos there, UCLA, Notre Dame, LSU, Florida State, BYU. And after BYU is Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, Arizona State, Duke, Ole Miss, North Carolina State, Oklahoma, and Oregon. That is impressive. Oh man, I think uh, I don't. I don't think we can give Tom Homo enough credit for the last couple of years and the the job he's done down there. I know people don't pay attention to the Olympic sports and that sort of thing, but 
I value the entire athletic department, and I think if you could be, you know, in the top 20 in the country as far as athletic department success goes, that deserves a tip of the hat. But if you were a female BYU swimmer and uh, one of these uh, swimsuit companies came to you and said, we want you to appear in a commercial with a bikini on, would you be allowed to? You already asked this question the other day, Chester. That's a joke. It's true. Wait, does the honor code outlaw bikinis? I think so. Really? I don't think you can wear them at the pool at the uh, on-campus housing place. Can they huh. kick you out of school if you wear them to the beach? Um, no. I, well, that's, Are speedos outlawed for the males? <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know. Do the male? No, oh, never mind. The male swim team has to swim in board shorts, it's like the old 1920s bathing suit. <laughs> Got this wrist para- to ankle. This parachute of fabric behind them <laughs> as they're trying to swim. <laughs> they're swimming with a picnic blanket <laughs> attached to them. Okay, I'll tell you a story that is kind of a private story, but I'll go ahead and tell it. All right. Okay. Uh, not sure if I should do this or not, but. Uh, Eh, maybe it better not. But it had to do with that subject. Speedos? Because <laughs> that's what we were just talking about. It's okay. I, I better use better judgment here and not tell that story. 